Hi there, it's Scott Rockfile. Another podcast review for your ears. This is a review of the 4K ultra high definition Blu-ray disc version of 2012's Prometheus. I am a huge fan of the first two Alien movies. Matter of fact, when the first Alien movie was coming out, I read the novel adaptation in a day. And then my father took me to see the movie. I was like 13 years old. I was a little, a little young to see that movie. But because I had read the book, knew what was going to happen, they, you know, my parents thought, okay, well, your dad will be with you. And obviously scenes like the chestbuster scene really stuck with me at that age. It was like, oh my. Um... But the first two Alien movies are vastly different movies. Ridley Scott made a horror movie in space that was cloned and, and influenced hundreds of movies that came after. Aliens was an early James Cameron movie that turned it into a tense action thriller. They are night and day differences of movies that take place in the same universe, and I love them both dearly. Third movie was directed by David Fincher, who, if he had been allowed to finish his vision, I think that movie would have turned out a lot better than it did. Matter of fact, if you watch the longer cut, it is a better movie. Still a silly ending, but, I, you know, anyway. And I won't even get into Alien Resurrection. So... In 2012, when Prometheus was coming out, they had been hyping this thing for two years. There was a viral marketing campaign that was going on. Um, I was so psyched to have Ridley Scott return, to have Ridley Scott do something big. They spent like 120 to $130 million on the movie, which was a lot in 2012. And I went to see the movie in a good theater in 3D and walked out semi-disappointed. In some aspects, I was blown away, but in other aspects, it just wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I expected when I went to the theater. I've watched the movie a couple times since. I have a nice Blu-ray box set, the collector's edition with the 3D version and all the extras, and I've watched all the extras and how much time and effort went into using practical sets and practical effects. And then I've kind of distanced myself from the movie. I haven't watched it in a long time, and of course, Alien Covenant has come and gone in that time, and I'll get into that movie in another podcast. So... For Black Friday, there were some incredible deals going on, and I could get Prometheus for $7.99. So I went and looked up some of the audio-visual uh, reviews of it, and visually, it's stunning. Audio repurposes the DTS 7.1 mix that was available before, but even though it was a 2K DI, it is a great-looking 4K. Definitely worth the upgrade because although a lot of the movie is semi-monochrome, there's a lot of gray in the movie. That makes things like the yellow lights in the helmets and stuff really, really pop in the HDR visuals. So if you're planning to upgrade and if it's one of your favorite movies, I would definitely do so, and you should do it while it was cheap. I don't know if it's still as low as $7.99. Best Buy carried on those prices for over a week, so you should have taken advantage of it. I mean, that's that's pretty cheap for a 4K. So I picked it out last night. I was I was going, you know, looking for something to watch. I've kind of caught up on most of the TV series I'm watching, and I, and I had a couple hours to kill. And I put it in with a completely open mind thinking, Okay, every time I've watched this before, I came out with a, a, a kind of, well, it's it's very well crafted, but not one of my all-time favorite movies. And I really enjoyed it last night. 
it wasn't because of the visuals. It because I guess now I have, I don't know, more connection to the material. Obviously, it was directed by Ridley Scott. It was produced by the same guys who produced the original Alien, David Geiler, Walter Hill, and Ridley Scott. And the two guys that wrote it, John Spaths and Damon Lindelof. John wrote Doctor Strange, among other movies, and he's co-written the script for the upcoming Dune. Damon Lindelof worked on Lost, The Leftovers, and The Amazing Watchmen show that's currently on HBO. So there were a lot of ideas and a lot of things going on in the movie that I didn't really pick up on the first time. Well, I did pick up on them, but didn't really investigate them in my thought process like I did while watching last night. The cast is amazing. Numi Rapace, uh, Michael Fassbender, Guy Pierce, Idris Elba, uh, early role for him. Logan Marshall Green, who was fabulous in another one of my favorite science fiction movies of the last couple of years, um, Upgrade. And I had completely forgotten that Charlize Theron was in the movie, actually. So paying more attention to the little things, to the things leading up to getting to the planet, which takes almost an hour into the movie when you finally get to some of the action horror you know, aspects of the film. There is a lot going on. Um, I love the whole idea that the engineers came to Earth and their idea of seeding a planet is for one of them to drink the black goo and sacrifice themselves, basically, to create life on a planet. And the idea that they created life here that way was was way interesting. If you've watched any of the deleted scenes, like the deleted opening, there is more to that, that there were more engineers that came with him. It was more of a religious ceremony, kind of. And there is a, an interesting thing that you read about Ridley Scott, that in the original treatment of the story, I'm going to get into some spoilers, but this movie's been out for seven years. You should have seen it by now. Um, when they find out that the ship has been there for over 2,000 years, that something happened 2,000 years ago and they weren't able to complete whatever mission they were going to do, and then you find out their mission was going to be to come to Earth, that lines up with the timeline of Jesus Christ. And there was an early treatment of the script where they were actually going to allude to the fact that an engineer came to Earth 2,000 years ago and was crucified for trying to talk to humans about not uh, creating false gods and whatever, and and that basically the engineer was Jesus Christ. And I don't, I'm, I'm, he thought that was too on the nose, and I totally agree with that. Um, but still going back to the idea that they seed planets, that they created life, and they for some reason wanted to come back and wipe us out was something that should have been investigated more in Alien Covenant, I thought, or at least a sequel to Prometheus. There should have been a Prometheus 2, maybe something in between Prometheus and Alien Covenant. But because in Alien Covenant, they kind of, David takes over and, and basically gets rid of not only the engineers, but main character from Prometheus. But anyway, Prometheus, I can tell Ridley Scott was trying something different. He was making a new space epic, and it is flawless from that aspect. It is so well directed. The special effects are so good. They use so many practical sets, gigantic sets to make this look real that it certainly doesn't look like some of the green screen epics we have today. It, it really is a great story. It is interestingly done. Does it 
kind of go off the alien rails towards the end. I think that was an attempt by the, him in the studio to give us some connective tissue, to give us kind of what we wanted from an a- alien prequel type movie. But that was that was so big to me after I saw it the first time and so minor to me watching it this time that the idea that Guy Pierce's character was close to death and wanted to go meet these engineers and ask them if they could save him. And the first thing the engineer did is, is wipe out that whole team because they weren't supposed to be there and, and he needed to complete his mission. I'm glad they didn't explain a lot of things. I am glad they left things open-ended at the end. If you just watch Prometheus and forget about Alien Covenant, Prometheus is an amazing film. It, it has taken me years to come to that conclusion, but it is. It is. It's incredibly well-paced, well-filmed, well-acted. That cast is amazing. Everybody was great in the film. James Cameron once said about the movie that he was really impressed with it. He might have done things, some things differently, but you could say that about any movie. And it's funny when reviewers and even friends talk about movies and, well, I would have done this differently or they should have done that. Well, yes, but it's not your creative vision. It wasn't your movie. And it's easy to watch somebody else's work and say, well, I would have painted that a different color or I would have done that a different way or played that song a little different. You know, it's it's... It's silly to look at somebody's art and go, I could do that differently. Because you didn't. They did it how they wanted to do it, and that's how it turned out. And and as such, like I said, I, I watched this new 4K version. Well, it's been out a couple years, but um, it was never... One, I'm not going to upgrade my entire library to 4K because Blu-rays upconverted on a 4K TV look pretty darn good. You're missing the HDR, and and if you blew it up on a giant screen, you would probably notice a difference. But in the 55 to 65-inch range that we most have, um, 4K, Blu-ray, they're, you know the differences are negligible except for the HDR and sometimes the Dolby Atmos mixes, which we didn't get for this movie, and I wish we had. But all in all, it's definitely worth the $7.99 upgrade. And I was actually blown away by the movie like I never was before, like I should have been when I saw it in the theater. And like I said, sometimes we put too many expectations on the movies we go to see that, that we expect either from a trailer or because it's a sequel or a continuation that we think it should be a certain way. And I try every time I walk into a theater to just go in with an open mind and let the movie wash over me. I did that with Charlie's Angels, and it wasn't that good. But I've done that with some other movies lately, like Dr. Sleep. That The trailers didn't really move me, but I went to see it and was blown away by it. Um, one of the recent movies that just came out on, on uh, Blu-ray, and I don't know why we didn't get a 4K version because it's available in 4K and streaming, is Ready or Not, the little comedy horror movie that is so much better than I expected it to be. Even from the trailers, I walked into the movie, sat down with an open mind, and walked out just thrilled that I had seen a, such a fun, fun movie. Very dark, but very fun movie. So expectations play a lot into what we get when we watch a TV show or a movie or listen to an album or, you know, view any kind of art. 
And I'm glad I gave Prometheus another chance. I'm glad I splurged the whole $7.99 and picked it up in 4K and just sat down on a night where I didn't really have any agenda. I, I wasn't, you know, pulling it out because I was just really wanted to watch it. It was just like, okay, let me, you know, I'll just give this a watch and, and then I'll make for a good podcast review. And like I said, it, it's a good upgrade. It doesn't carry over all the extras from the collector's edition. It does have all the extras that were on the Blu-ray. Um, Blu-ray edition, and like I said, the 4K, and you get two commentaries. I, I probably need to watch it with the commentaries. I don't do that a whole lot, but there are two different commentaries, one with Ridley Scott and one with Damon Lindelof, and I'm starting to become a huge fan of Lindelof. I like Lost and the Leftovers, and I love Watchmen. I just think it's a highly intelligent show, and there was some highly intelligent themes going on in Prometheus that a lot of people didn't, you know, latch on to or, or, or pay that much attention to because they were looking to watch an alien prequel movie. So, defy your expectations and rewatch Prometheus with new modern eyes and see that this is a really good sci-fi thriller. It, it's incredibly well made and I really enjoyed it. So, there you go. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Thanks for uh, checking out this podcast. Please subscribe. You can do so on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcasting websites. Also have a Patreon page if you'd like to check that out. I'm about to wrap up some exclusive uh, feeds, and we'll be segueing into YouTube stuff next year, which is only a few weeks away. So thank you very much for taking the time out of your day, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.